0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Bridge Honors Chronicles News Flyer for September 16, 2023. I'm Jason Smith, and we have a lot of bridge stories to share with you in this week's podcast. We'll have a look at flooding disaster and the atoll on historic bridges in Brazil. Plus, the Minnesota Department of Transportation is marking off a list of bridges to be restored and replaced. We'll focus on two stories from Minneapolis and one near St. Cloud. Plus, a push to save two bridges in Ireland and Germany, respectively. That, plus other stories you will listen to. Here are the headlines. Flooding devastates Brazil, destroying roads and bridges. We'll have an example to show you. Rogerport Bridge near Columbia, Missouri demolished. One bridge close to finished, another about to get a makeover. A tale of two bridges in Minneapolis. Mississippi River at Little Falls to be replaced. There is a very unique reason behind that. Schwedler Pedestrian Bridge in Frankfurt, Germany to get a full makeover after a decade of being closed. A push to open a popular bridge near Dublin. And two California historic bridges on the market. Plus, The Bridge Hunters Chronicles is taking stories on bridge hunting. Now the news. Sao Paulo, Brazil Much of southern Brazil has been pounded by intense storms over the past two weeks. An extra-tropical water cyclone brought about heavy rainfall, hail, and high winds, causing destruction to property in the states of Santa Catarina and Rio Grande do Sul, located 900 kilometers southwest of Sao Paulo and 400 kilometers north of the border to Uruguay. According to latest reports, Severe weather has affected at least 340,928 people across 93 municipalities, leaving 46 people dead, 46 people missing, and 924 people injured. Some 3,130 people have been rescued, while 20,498 residents have been displaced and a further 4,794 have been left homeless. The storms have caused landslides and destroyed hundreds of kilometers of roads and bridges. One of the bridges destroyed was the Ponto Guitil Vargas, a two span worn through truss bridge that was 200 meters long and 6 meters wide. It was built by Haito Mazzini in 1930. The bridge was built more than 22 meters above the waters of the Rio das Antas River. On September 5th, floodwaters destroyed the entire structure. Over the course of 24 hours, water levels of the river rose to over 25 meters, inundating the entire bridge. Video footage showed one of the bridge spans collapsing, while drone footage showed the other span that was halfway inundated with water. Shortly after it was shown on television, that span also gave way. You can find the footage in the Bridge Hunters Chronicles News Flyer article. Keep in mind that information is in Portuguese. However, a summary of the devastating storms in Brazil is available in English. And keep in mind, if you want to donate your resources for that flood disaster, or the ones in Greece, as well as the powerful earthquake in Morocco, there are a pair of sources for you to inquire about. The links are at the end of the news flyer article. Columbia, Missouri. Despite the delays caused by fog, the era of a cantilever through truss bridge came to an end with a loud bang on Sunday morning. Crews imploded the Rochaport Truss Bridge, spanning the Missouri River at I- Interstate 70, south of Rochaport, 15 miles west of the nearest city of Columbia. The bridge was built in 1960 as part of the project to extend the interstate highway across Missouri. The 3,072-foot-long bridge was located at the Boone-Cooper County border. The demolition was part of the project by the Missouri Department of Transportation to build two freeway bridges to replace the truss ban. A $220 million project had started in 2019 with the construction of the future westbound span. After that completion, traffic was diverted onto the new bridge while crews began the process of, of tearing down the old bridge. The old bridge was supposed to come down at 7.30 Sunday morning, but fog delayed the procedure until well after 10 o'clock in the morning. With the old bridge down, crews are now clearing the way for a new bridge that will serve eastbound traffic. That bridge will be opened by December of 2024, which will coincide with the completion of the five-year project. Travelers should use caution while passing through the construction area and expect potential delays and even closures. Minneapolis, Minnesota The Minnesota Department of Transportation has been working off its list of bridges to be rehabbed or replaced. Thanks largely in part to funding the state has received from the federal government but also due to its budget surplus the last couple of years. Two bridges that have been in the news lately are the 3rd Avenue and Stone Arch Bridges, both spanning the Mississippi River near downtown Minneapolis. According to Minnesota Public Radio News, the 3rd Avenue Bridge will open to all traffic at the end of next month. The 2,200-foot-long bridge features a multiple-span open concrete spander arch design based on the works by Frederick Kaplan. It was built in 1918, and had been renovated last in 1980. When the bridge reopens at the end of of October, one will see a a new, smoother surface, improved lighting, restored bridge railings and other elements, extended and improved sidewalks, and a separate shoulder for cyclists. At the same time, crews will work on the Stone Arch Bridge near St. Anthony's Falls. The multiple-span Stone Arch Bridge was built by Charles Smith and crew for James J. Hill's Great Northern Railway in 1883. The bridge has been a bike and pedestrian crossing since 1994. MnDOT plans to spend $22 million to repair the rocks, stones, and mortars that are underneath and on the sides of the Stone Arch Bridge. While no deck work is expected, the bridge will be closed off to all traffic for the summer months beginning April of 2024. The project is expected to be finished by October of 2025. The work will be done in halves, meaning people can use half the bridge that's not under construction, yet they will not be able to cross it entirely from shore to shore during the summer months. The bridge, however, will be open in the wintertime. And while we're talking about bridge lists and so forth, the state of Minnesota recently learned that it will receive a total of $7.4 billion in funding for transportation projects over the course of five years, 1.7 of which will go to Minneapolis and St. Paul. The funding will be divided into several uses, including the expansion of the metro transport, bike trails, bridge replacements and restorations, the latter referring to the current Bolstering Arch Bridge in Mankato, and lastly eliminating railroad crossings at major highways. And this is where we go to Little Falls, located 20 miles northwest of St. Cloud along the Mississippi River. The Highway 27 bridge is a multiple-span steel girder bridge that crosses that major river in the business district. The bridge was built in 1942, replacing an earlier crossing. Its first crossing, however, a Whipple Iron Truss Bridge, was later relocated to Fort Ripley Military Complex, which is located 10 miles upstream. That happened when the second span was built in 1902. The 1942 bridge was last rehabbed in 1983. The bridge is located right at the major railroad crossing on the western side of the river, where an average of 45 to 50 trains pass through the city daily, two of which are passenger trains between Minneapolis and Fargo-Moorhead. The city of Little Falls learned that it will receive $3.2 million in federal fundings on Monday to construct a newer crossing that will not only cross the Mississippi, but also the major railway line, thus eliminating the railroad crossing altogether. It's currently working on securing the rest of the $4.5 million needed to fund the project. The bridge is expected to be built on a new alignment, and the old structure will come down once completed. Little Falls is one of three cities that received portions of the $34 million earmarked for eliminating railroad crossings with bridges. Moorhead received funding to separate its crossing at 11th Street, which will come at the cost of the, of the mall and several buildings nearby, which will be demolished. Wilmar is also receiving money for, an old, for a new road and bridge over its major railroad as part of the project to expand its industrial area towards the east. And now the headlines. In Pamplona, Spain, work is ongoing to restore a stone arch bridge. The 120 meter long Puente de la Ida de Lumbier was built in 1812 and had been abandoned since 1974 when a modern bridge was built nearby. The four span arch bridge is expected to be restored by june of twenty four and will be used as a pedestrian crossing. In Lyce, Scotland, police are investigating a vandalism incident on the Victoria Swing Bridge. It happened on Tuesday night just as crews were completing the paint job on the eighteen seventy four swing span with truss features. The crossing has been closed off to pedestrians and will remain so until the repainting is completed and the bridge reopens during the ceremony. In Schwerin, Germany, a newly restored wooden truss bridge is open to traffic. Knieperbrücke was rebuilt using the design of its predecessor at a cost of €460,000. That bridge was torn down due to structural deterioration in 2021. The rebuild process took only a few months. The Lattice Wooden truss Bridge can be found at Shredding Castle and Gardens. In Gulf, Ontario, Canada, a proposal has been put forth to remove a historic trestle bridge that spans the Arisoma River. The proposal came as the City Council is finalizing plans for building a stormwater basin along the river. The century-old bridge, which had been a favorite for hikers, collapsed last winter and has since been considered a hazard. Now back to the news. Frankfurt am Main, Germany. In German, we have a saying, alle gute Dinge sind drei, which means in English, three is a charm. And that is the case with a pedestrian bridge located at a freight train station on the east side of Frankfurt. Since 2011, the Schwedler Arch Bridge has been closed to all traffic because of its derelict state. Now the bridge is the focus of plans to rehabilitate the arch spans and rebuild the crossing so that people can use it again. The Schwedler Arch Bridge was built in 1910 and the 245 meter long structure featured four steel decked arch spans plus as a prospan. span. It was renamed after Johann Wilhelm Schwedler who patented the Schwedler Truss design in the 1850s and was a predecessor to the Parker Truss Bridge that was patented in the 1880s in the United States. The bridge restoration plan calls for the spans to be restored with new decking and lighting. New to the restoration plans is an elevator at each end of the bridge. The cost for the project is estimated to be at 18 million euros. A café is being considered in the making on the north end. Already attempts to let the contract for the new bridge failed twice, the first time in 2016 and again in 2021. The city is hoping that things will work out the third time around. Should a firm step forward to restore and partially rebuild the bridge, Construction could begin in the fall of 2024 and last approximately two years. The bridge is located at Ostpark in the suburb of Bornhain, Ossende, west of the motorway 661. Dublin, Ireland It spans the River Liffey and features lattice through truss with concrete arched portals. It was built by Edward Cecil Guinness in 1880 to provide electricity to his home in Farley. It has been closed down since the 1970s and has been sitting in a desolate state. Despite funding set aside for restoring the bridge, the patience is coming to an end. A senator from the Dublin City Council sent a letter to the Finnegan County Council demanding to know when exactly the Silver Bridge will be reopened. The Silver Bridge belongs to Finnegan County, which is west of the Irish capital, and county officials had already appropriated more than 1.5 million euros for restoring the bridge. According to the county's homepage, restoration work includes replacement of damaged bearings, the repair of masonry abutments, new gates to limit access on both sides, and a full cleaning and protective coating of the steel structure. Scaffolding and wrapping of the bridge are required for protection during repair works, and the roadway that de- the bridge spans has had temporary restrictions because of the work causing potential traffic jams. Work had started in January of this year, and there is no word on when the rehabilitation work will be completed. Hence the demand for an update and a concrete date on when it will be finished, according to the letter from the Senator. Once completed, the Silver Bridge will provide pedestrian access between Palmerstown and Phoenix Park and adjacent Strawberry Beds. You'll find a video in the Chronicle's news flyer depicting the region and the bridge. We'll keep you updated on the latest. And if you are in need of a bridge, there are two bridges in California that are in need of a new home, and it could be yours. The Historic Bridge Foundation, based in Austin, Texas, has been marketing historic bridges throughout the United States, and there are two bridges in California that are on the market. The first one is the Honeydew Trust Bridge in Humboldt County. The Camelback Through Trust Bridge with W-frame portal bracings was built in 1920 by the Mercer Fraser Company of Eureka, California. It is 17 feet wide and the, has two spans totaling 386 feet long, each span, of course, being 187 feet. The bridge crosses the Matthold River at Matthold Road, approximately 13 miles west of Highway 101 in the town of Honeydew. The second is Daggett Road Swing Bridge near West Stockton. Constructed in 1902, the Warren Through Trust Bridge crosses Burns Cutoff with the main span measuring approximately 153 feet. It's the oldest existing movable highway bridge in California and is located at the south end of Daggett Road. Information packets for both bridges can be found in the Historic Bridge Foundation's website. Please keep in mind the dates especially for the Honeydew Trust Bridge. Entries for that bridge will be accepted until February 4th of next year. Before we go, The Bridge Hunters Chronicles is collecting some bridge hunting stories from people like you. Inspired by the story of the bridge hunting adventures that was posted by the late Jonathan Parrish. In this case, here we'd like to know what your best bridge hunting stories were about. It could be your first bridge hunting adventure, the scariest adventure, or a bridge hunting story where you found a bridge by chance without even noticing it. If you have any stories that you would like to share, click on the link in the newsletter article. There you'll find the details and link to my contact page where you can send your story. Please don't forget to include the name of the, of the bridge and its location, and please include some photos. The deadline is November 20th. We will be showcasing the bridge hunting stories in December, which coincides with the voting for the 2023 Bridge Hunter Awards. And, don't forget, tomorrow you'll see an article in the Bridge Hunters Chronicles that features an interview with Simon Madison, uh, the team leader for the Shepstow Archaeological Society. He and his team were the ones that found the Roman bridge that spans the River Wye at the natural border between England and Wales. That was mentioned in my podcast last week. You'll have a chance to take a look at my interview questions and some interesting facts that uh, he mentioned during the interview. So it'll be it'll be available uh, sometime tomorrow afternoon. So please keep that in mind. And if you want to know more about uh, other bridges and photos and all kinds of good stuff. Subscribe to the Bridge Hunters Chronicles on the web, in our social media pages, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's it for this edition of the Bridge Hunters Chronicles News Flyer. I'm Jason Smith. Thank you for listening. Until next week, happy bridge hunting and happy trails till we meet again. Remember, your bridge matters. Take care. Bye now.